Well, bhakti yoga is the most sublime process of yoga because only in bhakti yoga does, does the Lord give such incredible, wonderful ways to immerse the mind in senses in wonderful, positive, spiritual thoughts and activities. I remember years ago, Zen Buddhist meditation course and being taught to meditate on the crack between the wall and the floor for 12 hours a day. It wasn't very exciting. And another teacher just meditate on the experience of the third eye. It's just, it's kind of an imagination where the third eye is. You're just meditating there. And others meditate on a, on a flame or on a leaf and just get everything else out of your mind except that. So some people do that, but it's very difficult. Or to meditate on something impersonal. Krishna tells in Gita, this process of trying to meditate on the impersonal is very difficult for personalities, for embodied beings. It's really against our nature to meditate on nothing. But in Krishna consciousness, Krishna has personally descended into this world to give us such immensely wonderful, exciting, vibrant alternatives to meditate on. The beautiful form of his deity, and they're dressed in a different way every day, and decorated differently every day. And there's so many festivals with different decorations on the altar. And devotees with their eyes, they're seeing, and they're finding great, great happiness. I remember in the past living in a temple where devotees were practically starving from any sense gratification to the tongue. They were eating animal food because that's all that could be afforded. And they were freezing cold in the winter with practically no heat. And their clothes were all full of mud and maybe one or two saris or dhotis, depending on who they are, torn the whole community, not a single bar of soap, not a single toothbrush, not a single tube of toothpaste, eating horse food, freezing cold, freezing, snow, deep snow, below zero. What did they have? But when the altar opened in the morning, Govindam Atipurusham Tamaham Bajami, to see the deities with fresh flowers and beautiful cloth. Practically everyone in the community knew every detail of every outfit of the deities because there was nothing else to meditate on. <laughs> there was nothing else to enjoy. We, each outfit had a name and everybody knew the name. It was usually named after the holy day it was offered or sometimes over the season that it was first offered. And every devotee could tell you, let's say we're in 1975, they said, oh, this was offered for Radhastami of 
1972. That outfit, very nice. They all knew. Radhastami, 72. Govardhan Puja, 74. Everyone knew. And there was one outfit that was offered for Sarat Purnima. It was a it was very nice. I can't describe everything. I can still remember all those outfits. So when the curtains would open, <gasps> people were practically fainting to see the deities. And they're talking about it all day. And so many wonderful, wonderful philosophy for people who are philosophically inclined. Krishna consciousness is the ultimate sense gratification. <laughs> Such a deep philosophy. And Prabhupada, he paraphrases all the great philosophers of our Sampradaya, especially Jiva Goswami. It's amazing. If you read some of Jiva Goswami's books, Tattva Sandarabha, the thing that will strike you is, I already know all these things. Prabhupada has taught every one of these principles. But he teaches them in such a simple and palatable way that the common devotee knows all these things without even being a philosopher. So yes, if you like to indulge your mind in philosophy, how deep, how profound you could just speak on the subtleties of the philosophy of achintya beta beta tattva for the rest of eternity. And then there's Krishna's pastimes. So wonderful. Descriptions of Krishna's beauty, his heroism, his love, his innocence. He's stealing butter and lying to Yashoda. So sweet. The supreme absolute truth who fear personified is fearful of, is afraid of his mother. Krishna's Vrindavan Leela, his Mathura Leela, his Dwarka Leela, and then there's Ram Leela and Narasinga Leela. I know some devotees who are Kshatriyas by nature. And their life, their soul, their everything is Lord Narasinga Dev. So Krishna has performed such incredible, beautiful Leelas. And he gives us such unbelievable, wonderful services to render. And one of the most deeply occupying services is preaching. Because when you're preaching, you really have to engross your mind. When, one, when a person is actually really trying to preach to someone else, either a crowd of people or an individual people, and you're really trying to just repeat the message of God, it consumes so much of your consciousness, your attention, that sense gratification practically doesn't exist. There's no time. And Prabhupada used to send people out on book distribution. You can't think of sense gratification when you're really doing it properly because you have to convince somebody who does, you're convincing somebody to do something they don't want to do. And you only have a few seconds to do it. And you have to be praying to the super soul in that person's heart to give you the intelligence and the help while you're speaking. The successful book distributors who are really good, they're so much immersed in concentrated meditation. It's like samadhi. Why? If we understand the nature of the mind and we understand the results and reactions of not proper controlling the mind, then we will take shelter of the process of devotional service. We will be enthusiastic, both internally and externally. 
and of all ways of completely subduing the mind, the most powerful is Nam Kirtan, the holy name. Because in every situation we could call out Krishna's name. Whether we're responding to the calls of nature, or whether we're driving in a taxi or driving a car or in a train, wherever we may be, or laying in bed, we can't do so many things. We can't necessarily worship the deity. We can't necessarily preach. We can preach to ourselves. But we can just try to fill our mind with Harinam. Just fill it with Harinam. Somehow or other, just... It's life or death. If we allow our mind to, to associate with the paramours of lust anger and greed, they will doubtlessly kill our spiritual propensities. Doubtlessly. And our enemies are attacking. Through the mind, the enemies are attacking. Lust, anger, greed. So what are we going to do? Are we going to surrender to our enemies? Are we going to put trust in our enemies? They're not coming to deliver us. They're coming to kill us. So in that state... We take shelter of the holy name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Hare, Hare And as we become more and more conditioned by training our mind to just always be turning to Krishna in his name, then we are liberated. Because ultimately, if we are sincere, Krishna, who is within his pastimes, within his teachings, within his deity, within his service, within the Bhagavatam, and within his name, Krishna will be there to deliver us. It is his promise. To always remember Krishna and never forget Krishna is the ultimate goal of our lives. And how to do so? Trinarapi Suniche Nataror Iva Sihishnuna Amanina Manadena Kirtaniya Sadahari. Without practicing this verse, it's impossible to qualitatively chant the names of the Lord. And Krishna reciprocates with the quality in which we're chanting. So let us put this beautiful verse on the string of the holy name and wear it constantly and chant Hare Krishna. You were listening to Radhanath Swami on devotionalnectar.com.